1: But we'll entertain the conversation
0: that leads us to the truth. What do we know? what trips to telephones that no you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit.
1: And I'm CJ, here to just kind of shoot the shit with my good buddy Ryan, as we do all the time.
0: Yeah. So... I don't know how your week is going, CJ, but I got a parking ticket. Grace, While I was parking, I pulled up to a, st- a, a street side parking spot. You can pay with the mobile app or you can go to the kiosk. I, I walked over to the intersection and I walked towards the, one of the two nearest kiosks. I got about halfway to the kiosk and was just like, you know what? I'm going to do the app. So I stop. I do the app. And I finish parking, and then I turn around and and the lady's literally taking pictures of my truck. So I go, I wait back at the intersection, I walk across the street, and I say, "Hey, I paid for parking, and I show her my phone." And she says, "It wasn't paid when I started." I said, "Well, yeah, but i I was paying it. <laughs> like i just I just parked, and I was paying it." And you're giving me a ticket while I'm paying. She's like, well, it's already printing. I'm like, it's clearly not already printing because it was not printing at that. Point. I
1: don't hear any printing happening.
0: <laughs> then she told me, well, you have to stay in the car when you do that. And it's just like, well, that is factually incorrect because it says I can pay on my mobile app or I can pay on the kiosk. And the kiosk is 30 meters away.
1: It's like, how do I go to the kiosk while in my car? I don't know. Exactly. Like, (laughs) do I have to drive
0: to the kiosk first, conduct roadside business like it's a drive through and then find a parking spot? (laughs) That's not how that works. Fortunately, the parking office was only a three block walk away. I ended up heading over there mostly because the brewery that I was trying to go to was closed. (laughs) 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 They didn't open till they didn't open till four and it was only about two thirty at that point. But I'll tell you what, I did waste another half hour trying to get my parking ticket taken care of.
1: Well, it's like, okay, I feel like that'd be an easy sell to a like rational parking employee at the building. Like, hey, this ticket says this time this is when I was charged for parking. Yep. Which is like seconds apart. So I feel like this full,
0: <laughs> uh, at least fifty-one seconds apart. Because my the timestamp on like my parking app gives me the timestamp down to the second. So I know that I parked at two thirty-seven and eleven seconds, and that parking ticket was issued at two thirty-eight. So I got at least forty-nine seconds where you're paid. I'm paid. <laughs> like I beat I beat her by by possibly a full minute. <laughs> But speaking of ways to avoid unnecessary expenses, I came across this meme posted on Facebook and it says, when a single washer costs 0.8 cents, follow me for more DIY tips. And then it has two pictures. It has an open hand uh, with a screw through a penny. And then immediately under that, it it looks like maybe a shelving system with two screws through two pennies being used as washers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so I will point out that a penny is worth one cent. So if a washer costs 0.8 cents, you're actually spending, you're paying a premium to, for the privilege of using pennies as washers. <laughs> but I, but I, think, I, I, I think what they're saying here is when a single washer costs eight cents, you should use a penny as a washer instead. Correct. Uh, Gut reaction. What do you what do you think? Seem viable?
1: I, I say why not? You know, every time I have a washer, it feels a little bit thinner than a penny. So, yeah, if the if the numbers add up and we're talking about an eight cent washer and not a a fraction of a penny, then, yeah, fire it up. I mean, I have a. Let's see. I have a, a thing. I rolled my own change right here at my desk. So oh, okay. I, I got like a whole sleeve of washers over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the denomination on it?
1: Uh, It's the one, my penny. I feel like I have a penny one. I don't have any pennies over here. Actually. I just got quarters. Not using those bad boys.
0: No, no, sir. Not,
1: However, like I do have, I have nickels and nickels could work. Nickels and pennies, nickels and pennies, because once you and start getting are into worth the dimes, yeah. then, we're, then we're losing money.
0: But, I, think, I think washers would have to go through a, a period of serious inflation in order to make using a quarter worthwhile. And don't even get me started on like a 50 cent piece.
1: And then, you know, what we're going to start doing is we're going to start seeing those Joe Biden stickers on the washer sections of Lowe's. <laughs>
0: I did that. I'll tell you what, the, the, the party of law and order loves vandalizing gas stations. the
1: best. <laughs> you know what? I don't hate it. I don't, I don't mind it. But yeah, they don't like it. But also, again, they're wasting money. You would also be wasting money if, if your washers cost a fraction of a penny. So viable, yes. Smart, possibly. I'm going to say that this
0: is a clever solution. But it is possibly a safety consideration since pennies are not construction grade material. Uh, so it's probably fine for like DIY home fixes. But if you are, say, a construction company or a contractor, don't do this. <laughs> I, and 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 as somebody like 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 a like a contractor needs to hear it from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, like hey guys, don't use the pennies. But also, if you're a contractor, let's be real, you're charging somebody $5 a washer for a fraction (laughs) of a penny washer anyway. So they don't care what's money to them.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I added up the cost of material. I I added up the the rough cost of materials of the work that I'm having done on my house. And it, it is embarrassing how much money I'm paying them to do it. But it is even more embarrassing that I don't know how to do it myself. So. I will weigh my embarrassments and, and just cough up the cash, I think.
1: <laughs> just outside this door, there's, a, there's an attic ladder that's been sitting out there for two years now that I need to replace our attic ladder with, Yeah, I just have not done it. And my dad, one day, he's like, what's it cost for somebody to do that? I was like, I don't know. I haven't done the research because I'm going to do it. He's like, get somebody to do it, CJ. I was like, no, <laughs> I can do it. He's like, but have you done it yet? And I'm like, no, but I can but I could
0: and that's all that matters. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do though is uh, now that I realize the how off their exchange rate is, I'm just going to drill a hole through a bunch of pennies and swap out all the washers that the contractors have and then sell the washers on the black market for a tidy profit.
1: Boom. Capitalism.
0: What, what are they going to do? They were going to use those washers on my house anyway, right? Yeah.
1: yeah I'm not you're stealing good.
0: them. I'm paying for the washers. You already bought them. I already bought them. So, <laughs> If I replace all 200 washers that they're going to use out there with $2 worth of pennies, and then I sell those 200 200 washers at $0.08 a pop, damn, that's at least 16 bucks.
1: No, man, your house is worth it. Shell out a couple (laughs) nickels. Shell out a couple (laughs) nickels. (laughs) They're like, damn, he wants us to use quarters on this thing.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. I, I guess the next question here is, is it legal? And It is technically illegal to deface or destroy U.S. currency. However, unless you're destroying a large amount of currency in a public setting or actively engaged in the act to further a counterfeit attempt, you're probably not going to get charged by the government. The government's not going to come after somebody for drilling holes in pennies. You could probably do an entire home improvement project with this trick, and it still wouldn't be worth the cost of getting a squad car out of the parking lot. Although, I mean... Given given the story that we covered last week about the, uh, the sheriff's deputies, yeah, <laughs> driving <laughs> driving for ten hours to go murder a little girl's goat. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm talking out of school here. <laughs> maybe yeah. I don't understand what our priorities are in the police state.
1: <laughs> but and and also like, are we even really sure our government is knows what's real and what's fake when it comes to money anymore? Defacing money because uh, we got eighteen billion different forms of crypto which I'm not anti crypto but like when it comes to like a billion of these different coins I'm not like, anti crypto
0: either I think superman needs a dog <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I think they can they t- definitely cannot get mad at somebody uh some enterprising uh MacGyvering American for using some pennies as washers like
0: yeah this is this is one of those things where you're you're probably not going to get caught unless you start making memes and posting them on Facebook. Like, the obviously, the guy here is in jail. Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. The, the police have prosecuted him. He has he has been not only engaged in an illegal activity, he's been encouraging other people to engage in a illegal activity. So that might raise it to a felony.
1: Also, as somebody who works in the like kind of tool industry construction how many drill bits would you like? When do when do you have to get a new drill bit too? Because if you're buying new drill bits, then the cost is also going up on your penny washer enterprise. Yeah, I honestly
0: have no idea how often you need to buy new drill bits because I get all my drill bits for free. So I don't but know how
1: many. I wonder how many pennies you'd get through before your drill bits just like done.
0: You'd pr- honestly a lot of these uh, the the drill bits that I sell are designed to. Cut through stainless steel.
1: So shout out, shout out to Spider. I think I was, uh, we were doing a home improvement. Pr- this is like my greatest achievement, like okay. home improvement wise today. Is
0: having a friend named Spider?
1: Yes, that. But also we put a butcher block, like bar top in uh-huh. our kitchen that I installed myself.
0: Like a boss. Uh,
1: yes. And I had, but the brackets that we had. I had to drill holes through because they were like solid brackets. Yeah. And so I had like a, a spider, like hole saw attachment. Or Okay, like,
0: so spider is not your friend. Spider is your hole saw attachment.
1: Yes, the, the company that makes it. And so I was drilling and I got through like two and this thing just like melted. Like it was done. Oh, wow. Like the, the claws had like gone out. And I was just, I like went to Lowe's and got a new one, but I posted on Instagram, like on my story. I was like, cool spider. I got through two holes and this is what happens. Like I thought this was a good product. They sent me a new one the next week for free in the mail. I was like, you're the great, I will, I will use your products forever now. Like
0: you got, oh, that's me. a mistake. It sounds like a terrible product, but you're going to get it If you're going to send me a France. free one every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tool companies love giving away tools. That's, that's just a fact. Like the contractor rewards programs for like Milwaukee tools. Like I, I've heard it literally described as like major contractors, like, uh, like, a, like a box truck backs up to them like once a year and just like offloads all their free fucking tools.
1: But before we get off, if somebody from Ryobi is listening to this podcast, I had a a impact driver break and I stood on hold for like an hour and I hung up. So if anybody from Ryobi is on here, holler at me. (laughs)
0: Holler at your boy. Uh, So I guess final question on this topic, Uh, since we're talking about drilling holes through pennies, is this offensive to Abraham Lincoln? The man died from a hole in his head. I think if you put the hole in his head, it's just interpretive art, right? Uh, I don't know. I think any true-blooded American should be wary of assassinating Abraham Lincoln to put up their shelving units.
1: Fair. Fair. <laughs> but also, you know, as we know today, uh, there's somebody out there that is that has a big giant cutout of Abe Lincoln like they do with like Nancy Pelosi at these really uh-huh. far right like gun ranges that are actively doing this interpretive art with guns. Yeah, no, I, I I get it. Like, And
0: that's that's funny because Abraham Lincoln is one of those historical figures that remains overall very popular, but is very unpopular on the far right and very unpopular on the far left because the people on the right are like, I can't believe that guy freed the slaves. And then the people on the left are like, yeah, he freed the slaves, but did he do it fast enough? Did he do a good enough job? I don't know. (laughs) Seems to me like he was kind of laying down on the job in the theater. Like, like, like realistically speaking, if Abraham Lincoln had been doing a good job as president, would he have had time to go to the theater and get blown away? I don't think so.
1: Nope, he'd have been at his office just like that one. uh, The one clip from the guy on The Daily Show, he asked somebody, how did Obama let 9-11 happen? And the guy said, well, he should have been in the office doing (laughs) the work. And he's like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, yes, (laughs) all presidents.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know why (laughs) Abraham Lincoln didn't stop 9-11.
1: Yeah. What what was he doing? What was he Uh, doing? What was Trump doing on 9-11? Hmm. Not in the Oval Office. Stuff, uh, in the I Paris. heard he was
0: down at Ground Zero helping people move mm. rubble with his Ooh. with his with his bare little tiny
1: hands. Was he tossing paper towel rolls to <laughs> all the first responders?
0: <laughs> uh, let's 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 leave Donald Trump alone. <laughs> Let the lamestream media and the and, and the and the communist prosecutors and the Marxist Trump appointed judges do their worst. But if you were Looking for a way to spend all that money you save by transitioning from washers to pennies. Uh, I believe CJ had a topic that he researched. I I found this on Facebook and sent it to him uh, because I am lazy and I know how much he loves whiskey.
1: Yes. Yes. So uh, for the folks that uh, can't osmosis figure out what I'm looking at uh, over the radio, or podcast, God, I sound like a boomer saying radio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's called Whiskey Vest, and it is a way to invest in whiskey. Uh, as oh, I, I think I heard about all- this. I think I heard oh. about this on the Phonograph show.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I put the wax cylinder in and. He was like, so yeah,
1: it's whiskey vest. Uh, The the ad says preserve your wealth with the gift of time. Whiskey investments right off the bat. What I thought of was hell. Yes, this is legit. This sounds like a great idea because bourbon is, I mean, obviously, people store wine and people invest in wine. They invest in bottles of wine to keep in their really fancy wine cellars. Uh, But do you know what's like a a lot easier to store than that is bourbon? So immediately I thought, great, great investment. But I dug in a little bit um, and, you know, did a lot of research on a couple of these companies and read their websites. And and the, the biggest thing is whiskey is a tangible investment in sort of the the really uncertain times we are in right now economically. I mean, every day I feel like there's some news that I'm like, I should know more about this or probably research a little bit into it to figure out what the hell's going on. Like every time a bank fails or... But you don't have that problem out, with whiskey. <laughs> no, you just keep it. Uh, so it's a tangible investment. You can see it, you can hold it, you can look at it. It's a thing. And the uh, another thing, another that that I saw is that malt whiskey market is expected to grow by 55% within the space of a decade for So from 2021 to 31, uh, grow 55%. So outside of the, that bottle of Blanton's that you you're sitting on, uh, if you put like a decent amount of money into this, that's a pretty decent return, right? Yeah.
0: So I, I think the other thing is whiskey is both an appreciating and depreciating asset. So As the whiskey expands and contracts within the barrel, uh, it does evaporate through the barrel. The barrel is not a perfectly tight vessel. Um, So you do lose whiskey over time. However, the whiskey in the barrel becomes more expensive. So there there probably is some sort of chart that looks like two curves that cross and become an X at some point. At which point the whiskey starts to, the the volume of the whiskey is insufficient at the price per ounce to be profitable. But it's really hard to determine where that is because if you look around at some of the uh, the most expensive whiskeys out there, just like looking at the Macallan Fine and Rare 1940, which I presume was made in 1940, they bottled 420 bottles of it and they are selling for roughly, sorry, I had to go back to the Google site because they converted pounds to uh, dollars for me but it's selling for $56,875. And and think about like rock gut, bottom shelf, scotch whiskey. When that bottle of McAllen started, it had roughly the same cost of goods as that $15 bottle of whiskey on the shelf. So that is a significant amount of appreciation over the course of the last 83 years.
1: And in that same vein, this little nugget uh, should perk the ears of any of the savvy investors that are listening right now. Whiskey casks are classified as a wasting asset because of that uh, evaporation. So they are not subject to capital gains tax.
0: Oh, that is interesting. So, So, so it also provides a tax loophole in addition to having a pretty solid investment.
1: Exactly. And like uh, you and I had the conversation, not on the podcast, but what red blooded, savvy, upper middle class American doesn't want a good tax haven? Oh, Everybody uh, wants a good tax haven.
0: Uh, you know, I'm against tax havens. I actually so I don't know if you know this about me, CJ, and I, I have the proof right here. It's in my wallet. Um, hold on. I'm going to I'm going to take this out for you. I, I, I got this out of a fortune cookie. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it up so hopefully you can you can read it. No, uh, not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> so I got this I got this fortune out of a fortune cookie and it says a real patriot is the fellow who gets a parking ticket and rejoices that the system works. Um, it, great I, callback I, by the way. I, great callback. <laughs> so I carry that around. In my, I, I carry that around in my wallet. And and I will say that in in this. Okay, so now we're back on my fucking parking ticket. I will say <laughs> that I did not rejoice because the system did not work because you're supposed to have time to actually pay for your parking before you get the parking ticket. True. Um, however, I, I, that said, uh, I'm not a big fan of tax loopholes. I, I, I Don't get me wrong, I think there should be tax exemptions and tax deductions, but I don't think that we should have loopholes in place for the richest Americans to hide their money.
1: Fair, fair. But whiskey being a solid investment, tax loophole makes it a great investment because that's the point of investing—is how much <laughs> you, more money you can get back.
0: Right, right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to begrudge that topic. I, I have no say over the United States tax
1: policy. I don't. You could argue that not even the government does, but that is also another conversation <laughs> for another day. Um, so the one thing that could be sort of a knock is I think the growing health consciousness of the society as a whole. But this isn't so much banking on people drinking bourbon, it's people holding bourbon. And the more people hold it, the more the value increases until people are like, oh, we don't want to buy it anymore, which now I don't like, think that's ever like, going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, they're like me who says whiskey's for drinking and they just drink it. Um, but I don't think the health consciousness would really nick like ding this whole investment. No, not at all. Because
0: at the same time that health, like people are being more conscious of what they're putting in their bodies. And that also carves out a space for luxury goods because people don't want to put trash in their bodies. And the longer you hold on to that whiskey, the more it matures, the better it becomes.
1: I think that can go to the prevalence of premium liquors in general currently. I mean, because... How many people in their early college days, you know, said, I hate tequila. Tequila did me wrong. Well, that's because they're uh, drinking this, a bunch of
0: Jose Cuervo mixto.
1: This stuff that looks like water. And it, it CJ, tastes C- like C- water.
0: CJ CJ is drinking tequila now.
1: Yes, yeah, straight. I am. It's Saturday. <laughs> I coached a three year old soccer game this morning.
0: Well, what is that? What is that? It looks like a Haradura.
1: This one is actually my old go to. It's my bar go to of Lunazul. Munizel okay. is such a quality, cost-effective tequila All right. that never lets me down. But again, it goes into that premium. People are willing to pay more than Jose Cuervo for tequila to taste good. People are willing to, pay, you more have to than, pay
0: more You have to pay more than Jose Cuervo for tequila to taste good. Exactly.
1: So yeah, and that goes back to the health consciousness part of people are less likely to put rot gut into their bodies because of the cheap price. So yeah, I think health consciousness would only increase the value of said whiskeys and bourbons. So, uh,
0: because if you're going to put poison in your body, it may as well be the best possible poison money. can buy. Exactly. I I will say this. So I'm going to go ahead and I think I may have mentioned this on the show with Matt, like a year and a half ago. Um, However, it's important for people to know that Jose Cuervo Gold is not tequila. It is tequila flavored neutral grain spirits. That said, Jose Cuervo does have Jose Jose Cuervo Tradicional, which is a perfectly fine tequila. And actually, I really like it. That is my bargain brand tequila. I like Jose Cuervo Tradicional. Their, Their Reposado is really nice. It's got kind of a chalky flavor, which I find very appealing. Which is not why any of our listeners tune into this show. They mostly tune in for like dick and fart jokes, but yes. You also get on occasion, solid liquor advice.
1: <laughs> but and I think that so those bigger brands, they didn't get to where they were because they made shit. Yeah. Like Jack Williams and or Jack Daniels and Evan Williams, I got the two mix in my brain. Jack Daniels well, Evan they used Williams, to fuck, so. They they did. And so they didn't get to where they are from making the like rock up black label, Jack and yeah. green label, Evan. They got to where they were from being good at making bourbon. And so yeah. if you drink some of those like Jack Daniels, single Jack, barrel, uh, picks, time they're so I, I,
0: good. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right fucking there because there are a lot of Jack Daniels fans who are going to tell you that Jack Daniels is not bourbon. It is a, whiskey. it is classed Tennessee as a whiskey. Tennessee, as a Tennessee whiskey. And that is all thanks to that uh, sugar, maple, charcoal filtering process. <laughs> <laughs> which means which does very little for the whiskey. I'm sure
1: <laughs> I didn't like Jack. I'm a dickle guy when it comes to Tennessee whiskey. I'm a uh, I do.
0: Guy. I do like me some dickle, like get, get um, some dickle in me. I'll go crazy.
1: Uh, but Jack, the sing. if you ever find it, the Jack bang, Jack Daniels, single barrel rye uh-huh. is delicious. It is so good. And I was like, holy shit. This is like Jack Daniels. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, yeah, they've been making this whiskey for for decades, centuries. Of course, they're good at it. Yeah. Their master distiller is a master distiller at Jack Daniels for a reason.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and the same with Evan Williams. Sleeper pick another another value bourbon uh, recommendation for this episode. The Evan Williams White Label uh-huh. the Bottled and Bond could probably beat. 30% of the $50 to $60 bottles at that $20 price range. Yeah, uh,
0: since, we're, since we're talking about the classics, I mean, I don't think that you can go wrong with uh, some of the Jim Beam bottles that are out there either. Not at all. Um, well, I, I, I stopped finding the Jim Beam single barrel. So I, I love their single barrel series because you get a barrel and each bottle is going to taste a little bit different, but it's still mm-hmm. going to taste like Jim Beam. And I would invest in that. Yeah. I would absolutely I th- invest in that. So, so my question here is what is actually being in what are you purchasing when you purchase a whiskey investment through this service? Are you purchasing a part of a barrel? Are you purchasing or, or is it to
1: That's do with- mostly what it is? Okay. Is you're investing either you're bu- either you're buying a barrel or you're going into a a group of people that are buying barrels. So essentially it's a fund. Uh You are you're paying this this group, this company, you're giving them your money and they are then investing that money into whatever they feel is. So it's a it's a broker ship. So are they are they
0: actually storing the barrels themselves or are they storing the barrels at the rickhouses at the distillery? So is it like them saying, hey, we're claiming these 200 barrels of Jim Beam and Rickhouse K?
1: So I'm not sure it's all the time, but a lot of the times what happens, uh, especially with some of these like barrel picking groups, like I'm in one here in Columbia, um, is they buy the barrel. They buy the rights to that barrel. So the barrel sits in their rickhouse till it's done. Um, And then obviously we bottle it so we can disperse it throughout the the barrel picking group. Uh, But I was reading that there are some distilleries that, uh, depending on, you know, that rickhouse, that barrel, that juice, they could want that back for themselves. And the distiller, can then like buy the rights back and then you get your return. You could bottle it and sell it. You can get a return. Um, or uh, there was another one. I think those are the two main ones. The distiller can buy it back or you can bottle it. Or you can um, or,
0: or you can even sell it to another distillery because sure. so like in Pennsylvania, you can get a distillery license, which means you can open up a distillery. But you also get classes of distillery if you bring in juice from out of state and then put it in a bottle here. So as long as it's bottled in Pennsylvania, you are considered to be a Pennsylvania distillery, which is incidentally how a lot of startup uh, whiskey brands get going because. It takes at least two at least two years to make a bourbon, and it probably takes at least four
1: years to make a decent bourbon. <laughs> I'd even say eight. If it's under eight years old, it's probably going to be pretty hot up front. Yeah. But some people like that. So no, I think I think this is a good investment. It gives you a couple different routes for for like liquidity and out. Uh, I'm sure that you can say, hey, I'm done, and pull your money like any other sort of investment. Like you can sell your share back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, buying buying bourbon or whiskey inside of a cask I think is a a great investment if you're looking for a different semi safer option than you know the typical stock market especially in kind of the the climate that we are right now.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a hell of a way. I'd rather blow 10 grand investing in bourbon or whiskey. I, I would argue I would. that you already have. Yeah, I probably have. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it today. Uh I know I have. <laughs> uh, the, the amount that I've drank that I could sell back is startling.
0: In the last five years, I've probably spent 10 grand on booze. That's just what's in my body.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great, I think it's a solid investment. If I ever came into like more money than I have right now and needed a place to like watch it grow, why not bourbon? And of course I haven't really like dug into like any reviews of these companies. They, the websites all seem sort of bare bones ish. Like it hasn't really got to the point where they're like putting a bunch of money into like the UX of their websites and things like that. So Obviously still in like kind of an infancy stage of yeah. popularity on like the mainstream, but definitely something to look into. I think
0: I honestly, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I could be that guy, you know, like the guy that flies to like Borneo and like pulls the coffee beans off of the tree and mashes it up and then rubs it on his teeth to test the purity. Like I could be that guy that catches the poop coming out of the, the, the civet cat's butt. Yeah. And the tropics to make that super cap uh that super expensive uh what is it? Cap ca- Cappuccino. Cappuccino. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say capoeira, but that's the that's the Brazilian dance martial arts, so <laughs> <laughs> Capiluau is the uh is the is the civet okay. poop is the civet poop coffee beans. Okay. Um but I could be that guy for whiskey, and I don't know whose butt I have to stand behind to get the best whiskey, but I'll but figure do it out. I'll do it. (laughs) It's probably, it's probably like, it's probably Eddie Russell. Uh, but if you're looking for other ways to waste your money on alcohol this year, um, look no further than the right wing indignation at the audacity of Bud Light having the, I guess audacity again, right? I already said audacity, but it's double audacity to promote their product with a trans Instagram influencer named Dylan Mulvaney. And So the the background of this story is Bud Light reached out to Dylan Mulvaney and did a sponsored post on their Instagram and people inside of the right wing media bubble lost their goddamn mind. And it led to Kid Rock standing out in his backyard, blowing away a case of Bud Light with an AR-15 and then a bunch of imitation videos and there's people throwing their Bud Light in the trash people dumping their Bud Light down the drain, people running over Bud Light with their big old monster truck wheels. It's almost exclusively upper middle class to wealthy white people in their giant palatial McMansions, or in one case, you know, a guy is like literally in the beer fridge in his pole barn that's full of ATVs and he's got a big monster truck parked in the driveway. And honestly, it's just kind of sad. Like, how can you have so much and, and be so angry?
1: I don't get what it is from the people right and left, but more so the right of having to own the other side. Like you just want to own them
0: and like got to own those libs.
1: Like, why do they want to like, just like, (laughs) gotcha.
0: Well, historically, historically wealthy racists in this country have loved owning other people. So
1: fair. It checks, out. I, like, it I, checks I out.
0: I don't need to tell you the history of the African-American experience in America. But as a white man, I feel confident to do so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And let me tell you about this. And that's when you edit in the, you can find this on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: here's, C- here's CJ telling me to go fuck myself.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think it's, it's such a weird, weird thing to me. And it, it's, I think it's in the same vein of every time I see these unironic, let's go Brandon stickers on like these, 80 to hundred thousand dollar SUVs and trucks. I'm like, you can't think that's actually funny. And that actually makes like somebody upset. Right. Like that's just, it's just, I, dumb. I, I don't know. I, it's like, just I, dumb.
0: I, I'll be honest. I find it like there's a part of, there, there's a part of me that I see that sticker and I'm just like, like there's a part of me that dies inside a little bit. Every time I see a let's go Brandon flag in my neighborhood, but at the same time, I'm not losing sleep over it. No. <laughs> like, I, I have to stop myself and do a reset and say, okay, they're a person that has bad ideas that doesn't necessarily make them a bad person, nor does it make them a person that I need to have conflict with. So I just keep going. But I think the, probably the, the, the peak of this was a video that uh, we found on Twitter, and it depicts pallets. Of Anheuser-Busch products, mostly Bud Light, being run over by a steamroller while people run around sweeping up the mess.
1: Own and the libs.
0: You own, they have owned the libs big time this time. <laughs> and th- it's overlaid with a song. And I'm not sure if it's Kid Rock because I don't have Shazam. And, <laughs> and you're not a big Kid Rock fan? What?
1: I, well, I mean, I know the
0: ball with the Ba thing. The bang, the bang, diggy, diggy.
1: I mean, that was a solid album when you were in like middle to high school. Yeah, that it, was a it, great that, album. That,
0: oh my god the the rap rock the rap rock bands were so good. Oh, it was, uh, that
1: was such a time to be alive.
0: Like, <laughs> gen like Z, Pod, gen P-O-D. Z design- I got <laughs> cock blocked by Pod. <laughs> I, w- I was in I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I kind of hit it off with uh, with. Okay, so let me let me let me just say that my 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 understanding of like basic social interactions have changed. I am firmly in the camp of don't ask people out at work. I definitely asked this waitress out at work though. Uh, I was in I was in Phoenix for the weekend. I was just like, hey, do you want to get dinner tomorrow night? And she said yes. And I came in the next day, and she's just like, actually, POD came in last night, and they gave me backstage passes. I'm like, oh no. So I was just like, all right, well, maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> And I All ended right. up at the Pod concert, um, and I did see her there. And she's like, she's just like, "Yeah, we're backstage. See you later." And then, obviously, yeah,
1: yeah. needless to say, you broke the satellite album that you were that you were hoping to listen <laughs> I, to. No, I,
0: I had not. I had not purchased any of their albums. So yeah,
1: but the, but rap the rap rock tangent.
0: Ooh. Yeah, so I apologize for that. Like, oh, what a time to be alive! <laughs> what <But> a time. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can't identify whether this is a one of like Chris Rock's new bangers. Or, I'm sorry, I said Chris Rock. I apologize to Chris Rock. The man has suffered enough indignity over the last year and a half. Chris Rock doesn't need me piling on Kid Rock shit on top of him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kid, I'm not sure if it was Kid Rock or a Tom McDonald track. Have you, have you had the chance to listen to Tom McDonald? Have you seen him shared around like racist white Facebook yet? Yes. Yes. Uh, like there's something about him. Like nothing he's saying is like overtly racist. He's just like, but wouldn't it be great if everybody was just proud of who they were? Like, I'm proud to be white. It's like, that's a problem. (laughs) Okay, so we're supposed to be talking about this
1: goddamn beer dozer. Yeah, we are. Okay, back to Kid Rock. Kid Rock was blowing up. (laughs) Kid Rock was blasting away a 12 pack of Bud Light with an AR because that's what every sane, rational human being decides to do with something they don't agree with.
0: Yep. You, you take something that you spent your hard-earned American dollars on and then you put bullets, which you also spend your hard-earned American dollars on, and you put the bullets in that thing and then you take a video and you post it on YouTube and scream about liberals.
1: Post it? <laughs> did he post it on TikTok? I hope he posted it on TikTok because then- it,
0: I have no idea. I don't follow Kid Rock on any of his social media I platforms.
1: I was just hoping it was on TikTok so it can be like, you know, you own the libs so bad that you just like sent this video straight to China. So like <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm,
0: I'm my my number one reason for being on Twitter still in the Elon Musk era is just to have the joy of blocking people on Twitter with blue check marks.
1: Uh, I will I will digress and say that Twitter is the best free entertainment that currently exists on the Internet. <laughs> it's it's a it's a fucking the app tech, is so. free and people just i love just scrolling and being like this guy <laughs> typed this and put it on the internet for everybody oh, yeah. to
0: see absolutely like- <laughs> absolutely but anyway so this video this video that we're talking about bulldozer running over anheuser bush products while the tunes of presumably Kid Rock, if not Tom McDonald or some other, I would assume, white rap rock superstar. I don't know what the Proud Boys are listening to these days, but that was probably it. Yeah. Or they're like sharing it. They're just like, yeah, fuck Bud
1: Light. Fuck Budweiser. But but it's believable. It is believable. Because we we talked about the expendable income, like the things oh, yeah. like, yeah, dude, obviously has enough money to buy pallets of Bud Light. Obviously enough money uh-huh. to either own a a steamroller or rent one and like does not have the wherewithal to spend money on any quality video equipment to have nice production quality. So it all adds up, but there's a twist. I'm ready. (laughs) It ain't owning the libs. It was not filmed this year. It was actually during COVID times. Uh, It was an illegal shipment of beer into Mexico. It was the, the bottle or the can shortage? What, there was a shortage of something uh, that had forced them to, like, they were running out of beer.
0: It was probably aluminum because okay. there, there was a there's a massive aluminum can shortage uh, and it had to do with the access to raw materials.
1: It was not some random, you know, oil tycoon in Texas that was owning the libs. It was the Mexican government destroying illegally imported products. And somehow yep, it, was, it was customs enforcement <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow, somebody got a hold of the video and decided to share it because, again, I say, highly believable. Like if oh, I yeah. didn't do the research, I would have assumed, like, oh, yeah, a hundred percent, that's some idiot that decided to blow through thirty grand in an afternoon.
0: <laughs> we talked about people buying Air Force Gatling guns and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spending $36,000 a minute shooting off rounds. Like, there are people out there with that stupid amount of money, and that's why I don't believe in tax loopholes, <laughs> CJ. Touche. Because <laughs> we need to re- we need to recoup that money as a civilization before some dumbass uses it to run a steamroller over, over a pallet of fucking Bud Light because they had the audacity to try to reach Dylan Mulvaney's 20 million followers on Instagram.
1: I have, I have that thought every time I see, like, a an airplane flying over an event that has some weird, like politically charged message. I'm like some private citizen decided they wanted to spend thousands of dollars for a hilarious joke that nobody actually finds funny just because.
0: (laughs) I know. And they didn't link our podcast
1: once. Hey, Oh yeah. Side note, (laughs) side note, if anybody would like to fly a don't wreck yourself banner, over like the Super Bowl or any large event. Feel free. Oh yeah. Feel free. hell yeah.
0: <laughs> it doesn't have to be the Super Bowl. It could be like the World Cup. Yeah. Easy. It could be the Little League World
1: Series. I don't care. Fly it o- <laughs> Hey, fly it over my 3-year-old soccer games every Saturday. Yeah. That'd be really cool. You can do that. We'll probably
0: get more traction
1: actually. You can do that. Um, but no, so yeah, it it's believable, but it ain't true. Like, sorry. Sorry red pill twitter it that's true it's not it wasn't your folks you got to go make your own video now which somebody a hundred percent could like i don't doubt i believe in them they can do it
0: yeah and you know what if so let's say let's say hypothetically you go out you get yourself a pallet of bud light you get a steamroller you get three or four of your friends to actually film this thing and you're looking for music to overlay on top of it, we encourage you to use the music of Rick Reynolds, who has been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album portals in progress. You can find Rick on Instagram at Rick Reynolds. You can find his music on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Uh, CJ would like to tell folks where they can find your bullshit.
1: Yep, You can find me rambling about how to cook briskets. And why beans belong in Chile over on Backyard Pitmaster SC on Instagram. Uh, and that's I'm also on Twitter. Uh, I think it's at CJ Cypress. If you want to holler at me there and see all my musings about why the Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl this year, because I'm all in. They're not already. Yes, they are. I'm there. I'm there. This is I'm, I am. I am. This is this is the okay. natural level of things. It's we're, we're a week after the draft. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Week 3, we've won 3 games and I'm like, "Oh shit, for real we're going to the Super Bowl." Then we lose 8. And okay. I'm in a dark place and my wife tells me you do this every time. And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <Thank
0: you. laughs> oh, but speaking of uh, but speaking of lengthy outtakes for our Patreon. Uh, You can also find us on Patreon. And for those of you who don't realize, you just missed a Patreon clip. You did. And it was a good one.
1: It was a juicy one. It was a good one.
0: (laughs) It's it's us talking sports, which is exactly what you tune in for. But uh, you can find a link to our Patreon in our show notes and where you can book ad space on our podcast. Uh, It can either be it can be scripted. It can be your own audio. It could be us just shooting the shit about your fine product or service or cult. Please support the show. We have we have recently hired an editor, uh, Ian Malden, who you have heard on a previous episode titled Han Solo's Frozen Carbonite Dong. It's <laughs> a great title to get on. But yeah, so Ian is actually editing the show now. Uh, and if he doesn't edit this episode, then I guess I'll just cut this part out. Uh, You can find me individually at Foodicide. That's F-O-O-D-I-C-I-D-E. And you can find the show at Wreck Your Pod on all social media platforms that matter and also Twitter for the time being. I'm I'm so close to deleting it because Twitter is just a fucking sucking vortex of nonsense and, and bullshit. And I'm tired of Twitter super recommending, hey, you should subscribe to this premium content from this user. And inevitably, every single person that it wants me to subscribe to is just like an independent journalist covering SpaceX. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that seems like a fucking coincidence. Like literally, <laughs> like I, I probably had 10 super like subscribe recommendations and seven of them have been for people who are reporting on SpaceX and Tesla.
1: It's Elon's plaything. It's his toy
0: yeah, it's his vibrator, and I'm tired of being inside of him. <laughs> so I'm I, I I am very close to being done with Twitter. I just have not found a good alternative yet. I've dabbled in Mastodon. I've dabbled on Post. I, I'm on the waiting list for Blue Sky. We'll see. Whatever. Something. Something's eventually got to click. Uh, what What we? What are we, what, are we, what else do we have to talk about on the outro? Oh, uh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> this is the longest outro ever. <laughs> Um, You can also find us on the podcast Nexus Discord server. We have a mega thread there and I am an admin. So you're definitely welcome there. If you sign up for our Patreon, you will have access to our private Discord server. And if between now and next week you find yourself wondering how you can get drunk and make money at the same time and you don't have time to wait for our next episode, we encourage you to check yourself. Don't work yourself. night if it
1: was so far apart and it won't change till we change we are but we won't
0: oh